Welcome to the Complete Health Rewire podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the best way to track your training performance to ensure your time is used effectively and efficiently. We'll be looking at ways that it can enhance your ability to improve your health and well-being. We're joined by head coach Stacey, transformation coaches John and Chris, and our doctor of cardiovascular medicine and transformation coach Dr. Jyoti Patel. Here's a quick snippet of what to expect in our podcast today, and then we'll get into the main body. Um, And personally for me as well, being in the gym environment and not feeling concerned about failing and actually having the confidence to say, well, that shows that I'm working hard because I do actually see quite often that even if you ask a client to take a video within the gym, there's a fear factor to it. Oh, what if somebody judges me for that? What if somebody... You know, has um, thinks I'm being cocky because I'm taking videos. If somebody thinks that, do you really care? Do you really want those people in your environment anyway? Are you ever going to have a conversation with an individual like that that's so small-minded that aren't happy to see you growing and developing and actually reaching out to an expert with your videos? So today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of tracking performance when we're training for progress. So I think the best way to actually go into this subject is asking the team, what are we recognizing right now? What's kind of common patterns are occurring when we're looking at people's uh, trainerized uh, progress, when we're looking at the data, when we're having conversations subjectively about workouts? I mean, is there any kind of common things that you guys are seeing week to week? I think one thing I see a lot is people, I suppose, not knowing when they can push themselves harder in exercise. So for example, if I've given them four sets of, 10 to 12 reps, I'll see every one of the sets, 12 reps is hit at the same weight. I'm like, okay, well, if you can hit the top of that rep range comfortably at that weight for all of your sets, you can go heavier, mm-hmm. you know, push that harder. And if you're only getting 10 reps, then that's good. Push for more reps, you know, like this, the point is to improve session to session. And so if you are comfortably sitting at the same reps and the same weight, then push harder because it shouldn't be comfortable. Yeah, so you know when we see in the the app, like it's 8 to 12 reps, for example, um, and people are constantly getting 12, what would we recommend there? Would we say that we should be working towards the 8 or the 12? Where where would we kind of progress that? Yeah, so I like to tell people that if I've given you a rep range, then I want you to try and select a weight where you can only get toward the bottom end of that range. So in that example you said with 8 to 12 reps, where you're getting maybe like 8 or 9 reps out, Hmm. and you just stay at that weight until you're getting the 12 and that's a sign that you're ready to go heavier then so i think like that seems to be a, a good way for people to grasp it yeah absolutely i mean what what other things do you guys see because what stacy just said there just uh, prompted something in my mind with big jumps in weight yeah you might have seen this within people's programs where they've gone and tracked their workout and they've got maybe 10 kg in the first one 20 50 and then they've obviously marked it as uh, all working sets um, do you guys see that too? I think it's worth bearing in mind as well, across exercises, obviously. Some exercises are going to involve less muscle groups than small muscle groups, so the load's going to be less. So when we increase the load on a movement as a percentage, that can be quite a big percentage increase. Mm. So we're not going to jump as much or as often as we would, for example, with the bigger movements where, you know, 5, 10 kilo increase could be a couple of percent. Whereas if from something like a lateral raise, you know, if we go up a kilo from 5 to 6, that's like a 20% increase, but we've yeah. only done per kilogram. So it might seem like we're not progressing as much on some of the smaller movements, but in reality, as from a percentage standpoint, often those jumps are bigger than some of the ones you're making on sort of the compound multi-joint movements. 
I think that's amazing, man, just in terms of a, a description there for different types of movements. I mean, even that, a lot of people will be concerned as to where they, they start from, right? So, you know, when I've, when we've just put a, a program together for somebody, like they often ask, you know, what weight should I start on with a squat or what weight should I start on with a lateral raise? How do you guys answer that? I generally say that at the start, there is a bit of trial and error when you're picking the weight. So, you know, make notes, um, find what works for you and it, very, it varies between person and also between what kind of program you've got so if you if you're on a program that changes to something like 25 reps you're going to have to adjust your weights based on the rep range as well so it's really important mainly just to write out notes write down in use the app for you know making notes and discuss it in your coaching calls yeah, and obviously the, the app that we're talking about here is tracking that data and putting it into, for example, uh, for us, Trainerize. Um, for anybody that hasn't got an app like Trainerize, obviously we use this with all of our clients. Um, is there any other ways that we could track sessions effectively? Just write it in a notebook. Mm -hmm. Go old school with it or keep it a note on your phone, you know. It's, as long as you are keeping track of the weights, then that's the most important thing. You know, it doesn't really matter how you're doing it. You know what, I, I think it's, you know, especially with technology, it can actually become quite a bit of a distraction. I mean, for me personally, writing down my workouts in a notebook just allows me to be tech free. So I try and keep my phone away from me so I can actually focus on the workouts. And I think we've seen this with a couple of clients where they're taking like five minute rest periods uh, during their training instead of just getting on with it. And we've programmed maybe 30 seconds rest or 60 seconds rest. And then that just starts to really expand out. Uh, but coming back to something you said there, Josie, you know when we put like a 25 rep set in, um, if somebody's really struggling with an exercise there, what would you recommend? So for example, they can only get 12 reps and it's the lightest weight that they could choose. What sort of thing do you recommend to maybe get them to push themselves and extend the set out a bit further? Yeah, so I would say take videos like to send to your coach to really look at, you know, check your form, check your technique. Is there something that you need to adjust? Um, but also with some clients, if it's with free weights, I might recommend something like resistance, a resistance machine. Um, if you're new to training, that might be a bit more, you, they might feel a bit more comfortable with that. I think with the higher rep stuff too, especially if you're new to it, there's no harm in getting as many reps out as you can, stopping having a quick breath and then going again. Not having a full rest period, but getting like, for example, if you said you can only get to 12, stop and have a breath and then try and get as many more out as you can, as long as you can still do it you know, with good form. And then maybe you record like, okay, this time I got 18 reps out total, but I had to stop at 12. Next time, oh, I got 20 reps out at total and I didn't have to stop till 14. You know, like you can um, like do, use that as a marker of improvement as well. Or it might just be that that exercise is not a great choice for you for that rep range. And that's a communication with your coach thing and we can make adjustments for you. Yeah, I think that's huge. I, I mean, a lot of this will go back to things like communicating with your coach, sending through videos, actually monitoring the data, seeing where things are progressing over time, because we don't always want every exercise to be perfect. And I think there's a bit of fear of having a few of reps. Uh, I talked to this, I talked to a client about this recently is, if every single rep is perfect, you're probably not pushing yourself enough to actually create the adaptation that we're looking to see. And that's not to say that we want to start just throwing weights around willy nilly, but there's going to be a, a point where you may be on a, a dumbbell press and you hit a partial because you can't get the full range. And that's not a, a negative. Um, and personally for me as well, 
being in the gym environment and not feeling concerned about failing and actually having the confidence to say, well, that shows that I'm working hard because I do actually see quite often that even if you ask a client to take a video within the gym, there's a fear factor to it. Oh, what if somebody judges me for that? What if somebody, you know, has um, thinks I'm being cocky because I'm taking videos? If somebody thinks that, do you really care? Do you really want those people in your environment anyway? Are you ever going to have a conversation with an individual like that that's so small-minded that aren't happy to see you growing and developing and actually reaching out to an expert with your videos to help you progress quicker? So I think a lot of this also comes back to the mindset of it too. And I, I guess valuing the importance of constructive feedback. I mean, is that something that you guys recognize too? I think with the the, the mindfulness is, is important because if you're not being mindful of each rep, then it's you're not going to get the most out of that rep. If you're thinking about how you're being perceived in the gym when you're doing a certain exercise or you know whatever it might be, you're not going to get the most out of, out of that exercise or that singular rep. So I think planning the session out before you even go into the work, go into the to the gym, is a good idea and have a, a mini goal. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to concentrate on this. Uh, trying to up the weight on this and then you've got an idea of what you're going to do when you go into the gym and you're a lot more focused and prepared i think also just spitballing here with regards to the process of of working out i think if you're a beginner it's important to concentrate on form and technique and then you can start progressing into further kind of intensity and then there's kind of that 80 to 80 to 20 per, uh, percent rule where 80% of the time you're really focusing on form and technique, but that 20%, there can be a breakdown in form to, to an extent for the intensity of the workout. I like that. And I think even when we log that, I mean, we wouldn't want to track a partial as a full rep. So if we know that the rep, the, the set that we're meant to be doing is 15 reps and we only got 12 really good ones, just track the 12 good, good ones. Don't track that last three. But also, you know, what you've said there is really powerful is actually if we can focus on the technique there and improve upon that, that in itself is progression. So I love that, man. I mean, there's something that I really want to touch on real quick is sweat, calorie burn, DOMS. Often people will recognize these three things as their, um, their, their kind of a judge or a marker for the intensity of the session or the, I guess, the benefit of the session. What would you say to that? There's so many, especially when we're talking about resistance training, there's so many more important benefits and so many more important marks of progress than, for example, calorie burn or for sweating. I mean, like so much influences whether you're going to sweat or not on a workout, you know, what other program is it? How cold is it outside? Are you new to the program? Because you're probably really dehydrated. <laughs> you probably never drunk, haven't drunk water in the past five years. Like, you know, there's a lot to play to that. So whether or not you sweat is probably not the best marker. And similarly with calorie burn, like a resistance workout is generally not going to burn as many calories as maybe a cardio workout. But that's also not the point. Like we're looking at postural improvements. We're looking at improving your bone density when you get older. We're looking at maintaining muscle mass as you get older. We're looking at all of these different health and like progress markers moving forward that are more important than an extra 100 calories here or there in that yeah. yeah do you know what and i think so many people come into it having done either some form of sport or lots of cardiovascular work in the past and they've never really trained with you know tempo and mindfulness and when you train with tempo and mindfulness it, you're not always guaranteed to sweat to the same degree that you would if you're running around playing five side or if you're running around on a treadmill or doing 
hit classes in, in a gym. And I think it, it is really coming back to what is the purpose of the workout? What am I trying to achieve from this? And understanding that that isn't going to be the marker of progress when it comes to resistance training. And I think that's such a mindset shift for some people, but it's a powerful one when you can get over the line with it and understand there's different benefits to it. But I think this is probably something we, we could do a part two on potentially later down the line. But I think that's a really good introduction for people that are maybe just starting out maybe a beginner to their program. So if anyone's listened to this, you've taken anything away from it, feel free to share your feedback. I mean, if you have any questions for it, I mean, just reach out to us, ask us on, on Instagram, on Facebook, LinkedIn. We're pretty much everywhere these days. Just reach out, ask us your questions, but much appreciated. Look forward to hearing that feedback and have a powerful week. We really hope that you've been enjoying our content. If you're looking for more information like this, come and follow us on Instagram at The Indian Body Coach. You can also find our channel on YouTube, on Twitter, and on LinkedIn. We would love for you to subscribe to the podcast, leave a comment, rate the podcast, and review it. If you share this to a friend or family member, then you'll be helping us in our mission to educate and inspire our community to positive change. Thank you again for tuning in. I'm incredibly grateful. And until next time, have a powerful week.